0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for Geeks and non Geeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, but today we're going to take a trip through the Wayback
1: Machine to remember how travel changed after 9-11. Uh, clearly the podcast is venturing beyond the time of COVID now. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, you could say that. However, there is actually a connection here. See, a lot of people are starting to ask the question now, what changes to travel that have happened during COVID will stick around? 20 years ago, those same questions were being asked after 9-11. So today, we'll take a look at that. And then next time, we'll talk about COVID changes.
1: All right, so you're going to have to do some of the heavy lifting here since I was only 10 when 9-11 happened. (sighs) Jesus. Okay, well,
0: uh, try to remember back to your childhood, Traveling was so nice and easy. Everything was great. Uh, That sounds a little like a lie. Of course it is. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure people have on rose-colored glasses about travel up until 2001, but uh, it was pretty expensive compared to what you get today. Inflation adjusted, of course. And hey, sure, you got a meal, but late-night comics love to just make fun of how bad the meals were. Like, whatever.
1: This this show seems like it's uh, about uh, relics from the 90s so far. (laughs) Oh, it most definitely is. Uh, but, you know, look, the question is, like,
0: what changed? What is different? We're, we're not here to judge if something was better or worse. Let, let, let's just talk about what changed.
1: All right. So what did change?
0: <sighs> Ask the hard question. <laughs> well, I suppose we have to start with the most obvious direct effect of traveling pre and post 9-11, and that's the change in airport security. Uh, so Dave, go back to the 1960s, maybe your mom wasn't even born then, Mm. uh, and
1: (laughs) you didn't even have to go through any security, you just showed up. Um, yeah, I'm not that old, so, uh, (laughs) I distinctly remember there being security.
0: Yes, definitely, anytime you were traveling there was, uh, because what happened was after a, a fairly insane number of hijackings, which... For some inexplicable reason, often found people wanting to go to Cuba, uh, the feds installed metal detectors at airports in the early 1970s to try and catch people sneaking guns aboard so they could shut that down. Uh, and that's kind of the status quo there until 9-11. Uh, then right after 9-11, the government started up the Office of Homeland Security, which became the Department of Homeland Security that held all the... Uh, the uh, homeland security stuff mm. <laughs> that, that's that did include the uh, the brand new Transportation Security Administration, which TSA and you know all their blue shirts there too.
1: Yes, we uh, know them well. they are a friend to all of us. Uh, so who did security before?
0: <laughs> uh, well, it was all private. So today there are actually still some private operators like you go to San Francisco. Um, that's not TSA running it, but the rules are much different now if you're going to do it, uh, back before nine 11, like you wouldn't get stopped very often. It was really quick and easy to get through. In fact, when I worked at America West, we were in the headquarters building. Uh, we used to play a game to see how late we could leave for the airport and still make the flight and under 30 minutes was easy. And that's with a 10 minute drive.
1: Um, you know, I have vague memories of this from my mom working at United back then, but I can't even fathom that now.
0: No, I mean, it's amazing what 20 years will do to you. But, um, after 9-11, the rules just went nuts. Like you couldn't bring nail clippers, sewing needles. It was, it was chaos. It was insane. And, And different airports had different rules. They'd enforce things differently. Um, the lines took forever, And, of course, there was no pre-check back then. Uh, Then there's my favorite of all, the special hell for those who are flying into Washington's national airport. What do you mean? Uh, Well, idiot politicians being idiot politicians were so (laughs) worried about the safety of Washington, D.C. from an air attack that they put special rules in place for flights arriving and departing national because (laughs) it's so close to the city. So for 30 minutes after departure from the airport and 30 minutes before arrival, passengers had to remain seated and not get up. If they did, the airplane would instantly divert to Dulles.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry. Um, It's peek behind the curtain. This is in the script. But when uh, we were working on the script, I didn't know anything about this. And I told Brett to blow this up because this is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> so this is just it, it, one it airport, is. right? It it is
0: crazy, and it, like it was just for this airport. It, it, if people haven't been to National, or as people now will sometimes refer to it Reagan, um, it's sits just on the other side of the Potomac from DC and the monuments and the White House, the Capitol, all that stuff, right? And so politicians are so narrow minded. They worry about where they spend their time, and that's their home district in the capital city. So they fly back and forth all the time, and they see that view out the window and have horrible visions, I guess. Uh, so, you know, there's this thought that 30 minutes before arrival, someone could jump up, com- commandeer the airplane, and and crash it into something crucial to the government. Uh, thereafter, leaving Kiefer Sutherland to run the place, which no nobody wants that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Nobody wants that. <laughs> let's just forget about how close LaGuardia is to Manhattan or anything. They they don't spend their time there.
1: D.C., we must protect it. Stupid rules. Yay. Okay. So if they were so worried about the threats, why not just close the airport? Oh, that's the right question. But the answer is, of course, that no
0: self-respecting politician could bear the thought of having to fly from their home district into Dulles or Baltimore. That would be too inconvenient. So they kept it open. And this bullshit rule lasted until 2005. That is insane. <laughs> it really is. I don't remember if a flight ever actually diverted for it. It probably did. But if so, it was just from some jackass, not an actual threat. Uh, but security in general during that time just felt so reactive.
1: Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, remember Richard Reed? Uh, the
0: shoe bomber. Yes, you do remember him. That So that guy... Tried to sneak a bomb in his shoe in December 2001, (laughs) and now everyone still has to take the damn shoes off when they go through security. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, yeah. That's what he goes by. (laughs) And and then in uh, 2006, there was that foiled transatlantic bomb plot thing uh, that led to the now still... Still existing and much hated liquid rule.
1: Right. What is the rationale of uh, not allowing more than a small bag of liquids, less than three ounces each? And could I not just combine those liquids into a mega liquid? <laughs> How dare you suggest <laughs> such a thing? You will
0: now be prohibited
1: from flying.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It's. It. I don't know. I, it, they were. I never really got the sense they were very clear about it publicly. It was just that there was something about these larger quantities of liquid that could transform into a bomb and the initial response was okay now you just can't bring any liquids on airplanes at all uh i don't remember that it it didn't last that long it was only like a month or so (laughs) Uh, but when it first happened that was that was the reaction like can you imagine if there were check bag fees at that time Mm. like holy crap it would have been pure chaos everyone being forced (laughs) to check their bags and the airlines just being like (laughs) Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> uh, but they they settled, you know, in about a month. They settled pretty quickly on the current rules. Although uh, it is not three ounces per container, sir. It is three point four ounces.
1: Very, very specific. Yes,
0: with, and that's just because it's it's the same as a hundred milliliters. So they kind of standardize there with their buddies on the other side of the pond. Great, and we still have this rule today. Yep, and it sucks. <laughs> 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 There are machines now that can supposedly see if a liquid is okay or not, and I think they're rolling them out. I don't know what the status is, uh, but maybe someday the rule will go away. But uh, when it comes to security theater, whew, nothing makes it look more like a government doing its job than uh, than this one.
1: Yeah. All right. I get it. Uh, but <laughs> we haven't even gone beyond the security checkpoint yet. Wait, I'm not
0: done. (laughs) I'm not even done with security. So much security. (laughs) Security was so easy before 9-11. This is where you say, how easy was it? How easy was it? It was so easy (laughs) that anyone could go through. Those are the good old days. You could meet your family at the gate. There's nothing quite like that, like having someone walk off the plane and seeing them right there when you come out the jet bridge. Yeah, I I love that. It's a... Is an experience that is sadly lost to time, uh, except in a small handful of cities with special exemptions like Pittsburgh.
1: Uh, Yeah, I missed that, and I wonder why Pittsburgh is special, but uh, are you done with airport security now? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. All right, good. Let's talk about the rest after the break. Dave.
0: What? What is your favorite daily airline industry news source? why cranky daily of course
1: and is this just because we write cranky daily yes uh but also (laughs) it is uh pretty funny um forget about andrew's moment of levity which is always uh priceless and usually groan inducing it's quite the pause there before Uh, priceless (laughs) i just want to Uh, just the jokes you two fools weave into the rest of the stories. Crack me up. We aim to please, although I'm not believing
0: you in any way. But (laughs) for those who don't know what Cranky Daily is, you're missing out. Every Monday through Friday, excluding holidays, we put out the top three airline industry news stories of the day. And then we link to a variety of other smaller ones as well. So you can get your full dose of news with a
1: hefty helping of snark amazing this must cost a hundred dollars a month (laughs) it sounds so valuable you might think that dave but no
0: we're able to deliver this to you for a mere nine dollars per month and if you act now we won't even charge you shipping and handling uh what are the what are the costs to ship and handle a daily email not the point (laughs) act now at crankydaily.com and we will not throw in a set of free steak knives but we will be eternally grateful sign up today at crankydaily.com. all right so airport security all right that's enough of that oh right all right not airport security okay so what else is different now Uh, well, booking a ticket is different. You used to just put your name on the ticket and that was it. But after 9-11, the government developed all these watch lists that they match people to. And they found it was a lot harder to do that with just a name. So they started requiring all travelers to give their name exactly as shown on their IDs uh, with their birth date and their gender. And it was really all about trying to get rid of false matches. Like, if a 12-year-old girl had the unfortunate name Osama bin Laden, (laughs) they would know that that was not the same person.
1: (laughs) All right, so that's the reason for all that,
0: just to be able to run checks on watch lists? Pretty much, I think so, yeah. Most of the airport security procedures, they they feel like fluffy theater to me. Um, After all, on 9-11, the terrorists didn't even break any rules. They just found a giant loophole to bring box cutters on airplanes, And then they exploited the general wisdom, which was, if you're hijacked, just do what they want so nobody gets hurt. Any attempt that's made it to the airport since that time has resulted in them changing the rules again, and then it's up to the potential terrorists to just find a new loophole.
1: All right, that sounds great. Yeah, no,
0: (laughs) I hate it. But the real work is done behind the scenes before travel. All those watch lists, looking for people with records that might be a concern, using intelligence work, that's how you catch the bad guys. Uh, and you do it before they're at the airport. If they get to the airport, too many things failed beforehand.
1: All right. So what about on the airplanes?
0: Well, uh, the rule became that there always has to be two people in the cockpit at all times. And if someone goes to the bathroom, a flight attendant has to step in. Uh, they they used to roll out those galley carts to prevent people from rushing the cockpit when the door was open. Remember that? I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that in a while, though. I yeah, really generally sit in the back, so... <laughs> That's true, <laughs> man of the people. Yep. Uh, they oh they also stopped allowing people to wait in line for the bathroom at the front, so that that one is definitely still in effect. Yeah. Um, the door to the cockpit stays closed and locked. Only employees are allowed in. Uh, the oh the other change now this, Dave. I know you don't agree with this, but the, in, uh, in my bit, opinion, dis- disclaimers
1: here. Disclaimers,
0: go ahead. But in my opinion, I think the other big change is just like passenger sentiment. They they wouldn't stand for it anymore, and it, and that happened so fast. Like when you look at United ninety three, the one that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania, um, they found out that the other airplanes were flown into the towers. Those on flight ninety three, they got word. They rushed the cockpit. They tried to take them down, and they probably saved whatever the the target was going to be um didn't save the people on the airplane unfortunately but i think that's the kind of thing that you know there's there's not going to be this waiting for a safe outcome and complying uh it, right now it would just be just rush the person but I, we haven't really seen that tested
1: yet i guess right we we have no way of knowing if uh everybody on the airplane is going to go ham uh i'm not saying everybody on the airplane the babies they can't even walk yes yeah, jeez. what do you think they're gonna do yeah
0: just just brett's opinion yeah just brett's opinion let's hope we never have to prove that hypothesis yes knock on wood <sighs> let's see what else oh there, there's also the federal air marshal program and pilots can get certified to bring
1: guns on board, but I'm not convinced those have a big impact. Yeah, this is another uh, wild one that uh, I saw in here. Uh, pilots can bring guns on board? What? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> the Federal Flight Deck Officer, FFDO program. I think they pronounce it FIDO. Okay. Uh, they also have a crew member self-defense program that TSA puts
1: on. Uh, well, they've been using that this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: kidding but not from terrorists just yeah. from mask terrorists
1: uh bringing a gun on an airplane sounds like a pretty bad idea
0: yeah no kidding right like th- this seems terrible but <laughs> it can, you know especially considering since i believe the only time that one has been used was when a pilot accidentally fired a gun on the on a plane sounds about right i respect it yeah uh, This doesn't get into the soft impacts uh, of 9-11. I mean, prior to 9-11, it was crazy how high fares were. They started to come down as the economy softened, but then they cratered after the attacks. Um, And with revenue down, the airlines began trying to cut more costs, like cut back or remove meals, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, but not bag fees?
0: That's right. Somehow this became a rumor that bag fees were implemented because of 9-11, but that wasn't until the Great Recession. Uh, Still, 9-11 did get airlines to desperately look at ways to cut costs, and it sped up consolidation as they look to gain heft to get stronger.
1: Uh, But fares go up and down, so that's not really a lasting impact. I'd agree with that. Most of the lasting impact was in the
0: world of security, without question. And now, in the time of COVID, the lasting impact will probably be in the world of health and safety.
1: Uh, Way to tee up the next episode. Uh, We will cover that next time. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We certainly will.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And remember, go sign up for Cranky Daily. It's just $9 a month at crankydaily.com. $9. It's nothing. It's less than the cost of internet on your next flight. <laughs>
1: and if you'd like to be a sponsor let us know email us at advertisercrakeyflyer.com. and please remember to leave us a five-star rating uh on itunes like uh this person did uh amazing five stars one two three four five six seven um <laughs> uh their five-star review says very informational too um and they loved the reading of the one star uh review <laughs> hilarious do, do we get any more uh, follow-up
0: emails from from that uh person
1: any any correspondence uh no uh, but uh we did get another review cool. another five star review thank you person um host put the fun in commercial flying fly youing Flyuing. <laughs> uh brett and dave bring fun and smart takes on air travel and at least one of the co-hosts really knows his stuff thank you uh fast-paced and interesting coverage of commercial aviation without taking themselves too seriously always worth a listen when and that's that's it that's that's the review Did, did did your mom write it (laughs)
0: <laughs> or was
1: she saying that I'm the co-host that knows what I'm talking about? I'm positive that uh, that you are the co-host who knows what they're talking about. I mean, about. if your mom wrote it, probably not. <laughs> she probably thinks it's you. I'm positive my mom doesn't know what iTunes is. Okay, that's a fair point. <laughs> well, I'll we'll all allow it. Well, good.
0: Bring more five-star reviews uh, so Dave can be happy about it. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories one last time, subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com.